Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast, where we dive into the world of the infinite banking concept, and we ask ourselves, do our dollars make sense? So I hope you had a wonderful fourth or you're having a wonderful fourth. Um, today, I have a fun episode. I actually have a close friend on. His name is Ollie. Ollie lives down in uh, South Florida. His company is called Cashflow Investing Incorporated, or we say Inc. over here. And, um, and actually, so I wanted to bring Ollie on because... High level, this is still in the works right now, but y'all know Jonah Dew, a part of the team. Uh, he has the cash compound, the banking bros with him and his brother. But later on this year and even next year, we're going to be hosting a millennial mastermind. So I'm bringing Ollie on so that the community can get to know him more and more so that when you meet him in person or even on the live uh, virtual trainings, you'll know a little bit more about him. So his specialty, he is really in the stocks, the options, the crypto trading world. So I wanted to bring him on to get his knowledge and expertise of, hey, if I am interested in this investment side over here, how do I start getting into this? So um, he's actually a first-generation American who has started his entrepreneurship uh, when he was about 12 years old. So this is when he was really first exposed to trading, and he's always had a passion to study powerful people and influences in the society in order just to just grow himself. So um, after, you know, Ollie started his company and uh, he really had the mission and the mindset to grow. And in order to grow, it takes massive action with a massive vision. So he's here. He's helping the community educate and showing the opportunity that, hey, if you are really determined and willing that this whole knowledge can totally change your financial future. So I think it's just really cool you know we're a, a part of the same age and i even tell folks this a lot too when i'm traveling around you know most of my friends honestly they're like in their 40s or 50s right because most of the people in our age ranges they're still out there partying and doing all the fun stuff right now so it's just really cool to get connected with uh like-minded people so ollie what's going on how are you doing not too much it's a pleasure to be on here nana um, I just want to give it right back to you, T. You know, since we first got connected, like you just said, you know, I haven't really met too many individuals um, in my age range specifically, you know, that are focused, that are driven, you know, and that are doing things and sacrificing time at a younger age. That way we can be somewhere better, you know, when we're older. And same thing, all my friends, you know, I'm the crazy one out of the group. Um, you know, they're all partying, you know, drinking, smoking, doing stuff, you know, that they're enjoying their young time, but, you know, they're not going to really enjoy their older years as much, you know, so it's cool. It's refreshing um you know to have a conversation and you know i'm honored to be here you know so i appreciate it absolutely well now here just real quick a few announcements before we get into it um y'all i did start my blog channel if you haven't heard already um if you go to youtube hannah kessler Hannah spelled the same ways forwards and backwards, Kessler with one S. Uh, you can stay up to date on what I'm doing when I'm off the stage and not teaching uh, this powerful financial concept. And as always, if you go to our website, themoneymultiplier.com forward slash events, you can always stay up to date with the live or even virtual events that we're doing around the country or on the web. So with that, we'll get into it. Let's do it. So now, Ollie, in your own personal investment portfolio, 
I mean, what are you currently doing right now? So that, that's an interesting question because there's so much, you know, volatility going on right now, you know, with inflation, with the dollar, uh, and for people that like aren't aware of that kind of stuff. Um, I was talking about it on one of our live streams the other night that with, there's a lot of, you know, foreign controversy going on. Um, and that's kind of going to, I think, in my opinion, it's going to affect what happens with the dollar in the next three to five years. So I'm definitely not um, putting money in the bank. Right. So any profits that we make, you know, from the company or from my trading or anything else of that nature, uh, I'm mostly doing two things. Right. Either one, um, depending on the current market conditions, uh, I'm investing it into crypto. Right. But I'm not doing it into like meme coins, um, you know, or really small projects. I'm really just um, dollar cost averaging into bigger, stable projects, you know, like Cardano, um, Bitcoin, Ethereum. And if I see that those markets are going in a little bit, you know, choppy waters, um, then I'm just putting those over to Tether. And that way, it just at least it's staying at a set price. And that helps with your taxes a lot, too. So what I would be saying to do when it comes to any sort of profits that you make when it comes to trading or if you're, you know, someone's getting into a startup is um, just don't let it sit in a bank account. Um, and if you're in a position to put it somewhere else, whether it is crypto I'm not too heavy on stocks. I just see the returns are a lot higher when it comes to crypto. Um, and then if you're worried about volatility, then put it into a stable coin. That way it can at least stay at the same value that it's currently at, you know? Yeah. 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 So to put it short, you know, I'm putting it into crypto and that kind of helps with taxes and everything as well when it comes to trading. A lot of people don't talk about that. Okay. Now, actually, okay, let me ask you this. Where did now did you have a mentor? Did you have a mentor? Was it just studying a whole bunch of books or just watching what the market was doing? How, how did so, you gain your knowledge up to this point? So well, that's um, in my little biography thing. That's why I mentioned I first got into entrepreneurship in sixth grade. And that was me just doing dumb stuff. You know, I was just selling candy. I was selling t-shirts, you know, I didn't make like 50 bucks a week or whatever. But um, when I was in seventh grade, I had just turned 14 and my dad, um, he actually had his friend or something that told him about Forex trading. And this is back when nobody at all knew what Forex was. Like trading wasn't even a thing really. And in order to do it, you know, you had to access certain platforms. You needed to have a certain amount of capital. So um, my seventh grade summer is, um, <clears throat> that's when he first told me about it. And I would just watch him trade all day. And he, like I said, I'm a first generation American, so he didn't really understand English too much. And his partner, all he spoke was English. So he was learning how to trade with basically no information at all. So I just saw that growing up at first. And then whenever I got out of high school and then I, I, I went to jail for a little bit for doing dumb stuff. And after I got out of jail, um, I wasn't able to get a good job really. So I was just kind of going around and figuring out other side hustles that I could start doing. And then I remembered about trading. So this is to answer the question. My dad was my first mentor, but um, whenever I was like 19 or 20, uh, trading wasn't working out because I was just going to YouTube University. I was going to Books A Million and I was just trying to read and learn a complicated industry in a non-complicated way. So mm -hmm. that didn't work out. And then um, I invested into my first mentorship program and it was with, um, uh, what's his name? He's from Recky, from Real Estate Knowledge Institute. And that's where I actually met your dad for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, John Troutman, that was his name. 
So I invested 7,500 bucks into that program when I was 19. And, um, and that didn't really turn out too good either, but I got the concept of investing to gain access to information that can change your situation potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, so after that, I would say I, I've never actually paid for an official, um, trading mentor, right. But I have studied from a lot of people, you know, a lot of, you know, industry names and, you know, Warren Buffett strategies, like big people like that. And then I would kind of dive down and buying different courses, joining different programs, discords, telegrams. And after three years of doing that, then I was finally starting to get profitable. And um, right around 2020 is um, when I started getting a little bit of a payout and I was able to make a good amount of profits from trading. And I put that into Bitcoin. And then I rode that whole way for 2020. And then that's what allowed me to actually leave my job. And then since then, um, still self-education, but I've never actually had an official trading mentor. And that's why I like teaching now, because if I would have had access to the information that I teach now, um, I, it wouldn't have taken me three to five years, you know, to actually start making money. I would have been able to do it a lot faster. Oh, that's powerful. No, that's yeah. a really, really yeah. cool story. I didn't, even, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you're still, I've always known you as an entrepreneur. I had no idea that you're working a day job as well. So that's Yeah, no, I was working um, in Riviera Beach. It's like 20 minutes north of me. It's still in Palm Beach. But um, I was making nine fifteen an hour in commission selling phones. And literally, um, right after I joined Recky, um, I was studying trading and I was studying real estate at the same time. But I would go to work, bring my laptop, and then um, I, anytime there wasn't a customer in there, I would be studying, I'd be practicing. As soon as I would get off work, I'd drive home. And at the time, um, I had a 600-square-foot apartment, one bedroom, and then it was in the middle of the hood. And, you know, my car got broken into the first night. We had bed bugs, cockroaches, everything. And I'd study in the little corner of my um, my living room because that's all the only space I had. Yeah. And um, and I have photos of me, you know, trading and losing money, investing, making some money. But then that's when my journey kind of started with trading specifically. And um, like nine months later, nine or ten months later, it was like September of 2020, right after COVID hit, is when I made enough to actually leave my job. And then since then, I've been independent. There we go. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Now before we get into it, though, there are, do you agree, and may, maybe not, but do you agree that there are some terms that the community needs to know to have an informed conversation around this? Um, you know, call or put options, the strike prices, expiration dates, or nada, that, that's maybe. Yeah, I know, like, I get the question. So to answer that, because I try to teach everything very, you know, there's an acronym that I follow, KISS, it's like, keep it super simple. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that there's and this ties into like a whole different subject where it's like, again, access to information, all the mumbo jumbo that a lot of people refer to in trading. It's like needed. You need to know it in order to become profitable in time, but it's not needed to get into trading. And I think that's a very intimidating threshold that people fear crossing because they think that they're not going to they don't have the intelligence to understand it. But basically call and puts, you know, longs, shorts, all those are just verbiages for buy and sell, pretty much. You know, buy low, sell high, very basic concepts. But to, in order to actually make money with it, there are certain like vocabulary terms that you need to use depending on like the strategy that you're using and stuff. But it's not something that if you don't know it, you can't learn it. You know, it's same thing when it comes to um, insurance, you know, and infinite banking. A lot of those terminologies and subjects 
could be confusing to someone like me or, you know, uh, you know, random Joe down the road. But if they're willing to spend five minutes, you know, to read, you know, terminology, it's very easy to understand once you actually start learning it. So you don't need to know anything. It's just the concept of having the desire to learn the information. But back to what I was saying is that I think that Wall Street, you know, or like the system yeah. sets up these terminologies and sets up like these difficult topics to understand in order to keep, you know, retail people out or in order to keep, you know, the common person from actually increasing their wealth because they know most people are going to be too lazy or intimidated to actually learn these terms, you know. That's just my opinion on that, though. We're more similar than I thought. I like yeah. that. No, I like that hot take. I kind of agree with you, but that's my hot yeah. take, too. Nice, nice. Yeah, you know, and that is that's what sucks about, you know, entrepreneurship in general. Even filing, you know, for a business or even filing the paperwork or getting that business knowledge to start doing something, mm-hmm. it's not like it's hard to do. But, like, if you go on, like, a government website or you go to set something up for your business, the paperwork or an address or whatever, whatever. It's just not like a Google question. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you have to go do these steps in this order and you have to call here, go here. And I think it just overcomplicates the process to keep common people out and giving them extra ways to make income. That way they're only relying on their job. They'll start doing it for a few days or for a week and then they'll just get discouraged because it's not as simple as they thought it would be as, you know, TikTok makes it seem. But it's just the desire to learn again. If you're actually wanting to go out there and learn how to trade or learn how to, you know, bank for yourself or go learn how to start a business. If the desire is there, you'll figure out the basic terminology for things, you know. Absolutely. That's funny that you bring that up this week because I've been saying that a lot. I I'm, I want my seekers. I want the seekers out there who have the drive and the, and, mm. and the ambition to want to go out and better their situation or yeah. seek the knowledge. Exactly. Now, when you got started, okay, so did you ever do paper trading? And so for my my community and my folks out there, because I, I didn't know what paper trading was till about two years ago, but but really high level what it is, it, it's you're your placing real trades with the current markets and what they're doing, but you're not using real currency money. It's like your practice rounds. So yeah. did you start doing that first? So I'll, I'll tell you what I did, and then I'll tell you what people should do. Um, so when I first started getting into it, um, and for again, terminology for people that don't understand what paper trading is, it's a demo account. It's a demonstration account. That way you can practice your strategy, practice and learn how to actually trade, but you're not putting your money at risk. Um, so when I first started trading, I studied for a little bit, right? I studied for like a week, right? And I, and I understood like basic strategy, you know, I knew buy low, sell high. And, and then I just started putting money into my account though. Right. And I was just trying to turn 500 bucks into a million dollars in 30 days. You know, I was that guy still, you know, and then um, I figured out really fast that that's not how it works. So I ended up blowing through like two or three thousand dollars when I first started, just because I was avoiding delayed gratification by trading with a demo account. Um, But now anytime that whether they decide to work with me or not, anytime that somebody, you know, asks me a question about trading, or somebody just joins the program and we're getting them set up with their stuff. I can't obviously make anybody do anything, but in the program, I advise it at least 10 times like per video um, to practice on a demo account for at least, you know, two to three months. And you don't have to do it for that long. 
but it's for two reasons. Just to help you understand the strategy, which is very easy to learn. Um, if you're able to do, you know, 20 minutes a day, you can master the strategy within two to three weeks. But the reason why I say two to three months for paper trading um, is because investing or trading in general, it's very, very psychological. You know, it's it's a very psychological game where your mind will be your worst enemy. You know, whether you get excited about making money, so you want to go make more, or you get pissed off that you lost money, so you try and risk more money to make that money back. So yeah. the demo account helps you build the discipline to not focus on the money, right? And then once you can understand the strategy and then not be focusing on dollars in the initial phase, that's when I say somebody's actually ready to deposit live funds into their account. Um, so everybody should trade. If you're watching this, you should trade uh, on a demo account or on a paper account for at least the first two to three months of your trading journey, minimum. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, what, what sites are you doing? I mean, are you doing like a TD Ameritrade? Are you doing Coinbase? Oh, what, what are you using? Yeah. So for crypto, whenever I withdraw profits and I'm investing it into, you know, a different asset, that way I can keep compounding. Um, I use Coinbase or Binance to buy stuff. But now with everything going on, I don't know if you saw about that, but um, the SEC is like trying to basically shut down Binance. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm mostly using Coinbase, but then all the money I keep, I put it on a cold wallet, which is a ledger um, in case something happens, you know, with like FTX, for example, when they got shut down and everyone lost their money for the most part. Um, I keep it on a ledger for that. But the platforms that I trade on, um, there's two different types and people are going to disagree with me on which ones they should use. So there's offshore and there's onshore, which is basically regulated or unregulated. Mm -hmm. So for Forex trading and binary options trading, you can't do that on like Webull or TD Ameritrade or, you know, Thinkorswim. Um, that's for like stocks and stock options. So for binary options, I use two platforms. One's on onshore, which is regulated. Um, and I guess I should explain that really quick too, just the difference. Um, on, regulated is onshore and unregulated is offshore. And pretty much the main difference is the amount of money you can make if you're trading a US regulated broker is limited and your trading style is limited to keep your money safe kind of, but mm -hmm. your funds are guaranteed. You know, If you ask for a withdrawal, they're gonna give you your money without asking any questions. And it's your money, yours, what to do with, you can treat it like a bank account. But with offshore and unregulated brokers, um, you can get insane amounts of leverage and you can start an account with 20 bucks and you can turn it into 200 in a single trade, but you, they, they don't have to give you their funds if they don't want to. Um, I, I had an instance, me personally, where I, um, I took, and I had this recorded, um, I took a $500 account and I took it um, into low five figures, you know, within a relatively short amount of time. And, um, and then the broker just shut down my account and I wasn't able to get any of the funds out. So that's when I started teaching more so about trading on US platforms. Mm -hmm. But so to answer the question for Forex trading, I use a platform called IG.US and it's registered with the SEC, the um, CFTC is registered with all major um, regulators. And um, for binary options, I use Nadex. And for unregulated, so yeah, I have multiple accounts. So then with unregulated platforms, um, I use one called Pocket Option for binary options. And then for Forex trading, I use one called Prosperity FX and he goes away. So there are a lot smaller name platforms, obviously, but um, 
it's good to have two different account types. That way you can make a lot of money with an unregulated account, but then take the funds out immediately and then put it into a guaranteed, you know, US backed broker pretty much. Yeah. And I teach all that too. You know, brokers is one of the more complicated subjects, you know, because there's always like a gatekeeper with information. And like people on YouTube or people that I bought courses from and stuff, like they always just kind of say, use your own discretion to pick a broker. That way you're not giving like financial advice. But there are certain brokers that are bad and that will steal your money. And then there are other brokers that don't do that, you know. So I would recommend using one of the ones that I mentioned, you know, to get into Forex or binary options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. So, no, that's good. I, I'm actually I'm learning a lot because to be honest, and, and the, the community knows this. I I, I personally I, I have not dove into the whole world of now. I dabble a little bit into crypto. I, I don't do any really in options trading. I, I have had um some folks I've spoken to before, you know, some of our community, y'all know Sodi. Um uh, he and he's out there in Salt Lake City teaching. But personally, you know, I, I'm on the real estate side. and I like the paper side of real estate and that private yeah. lending. So, so this is good. Um, you're teaching me something new today. Right. So so now, OK, let me let me ask you then. What if if the community can ask you right now? What are some of the rules that you are implementing? Because I know there's a whole bunch of rules, and that's why you're here as the export expert to teach all of them. But what are you doing right now as, as tips and your guidelines that you're following in this okay. class? Yeah, no. So um, and that's the beautiful thing about trading too. It's like when you take your first step, you basically learn everything that you're gonna need to know for your next 20 steps. Right. The system and the strategy stays the same no matter how knowledgeable or profitable you get when it comes to trading. So there is a very specific set of rules um, that tie in with my strategy that I teach the students and everything. But um, to just give that out away for free and, you know, just tell everyone how it is. The biggest thing that people struggle with, and this is basically because there's a quote and it's like a fact or whatever. Um, I don't know the accuracy of the percentage, but it's like 90 or 95 percent um of traders lose all their money in their first year and it's a very very simple reason why that happens and the rule you know to, that people should be following is two things two rules is focus on percentage gain not dollar gains right and what i mean by that is somebody again they'll start off trading with the minimal deposit you know if the broker says you can put in 200 they're going to put in 200 right and then the problem is that they want to turn 200 and retire from their job in six months or 30 days or a year or whatever so then they're always when they trade they focus on okay i need to turn 200 into 250 on this session right but then they don't focus on percentage gain right where if you do if you turn 250 or if you turn 200 into 250 that's like a 25 percent gain in a day right and now you know this i know this the audience knows you know, that on average, national average for a savings account with banks is 0.01%, right? So now they're comfortable leaving their money in a savings account for an entire year to make a penny, right? But now they want 25% in a day, which is possible. But when you start focusing on the percentage instead of the dollar, it puts it into perspective that making 50 bucks isn't a lot of money, but I just did 25%, yes. right? So now you can... The thing about money is money changes, but percentage always stays the same. 
So the system that we follow, and this leads into rule number two, is having a good risk management strategy in place where they'll focus, again, they focus on dollars. So they'll think, how much money do I need to risk out of my $200 in order for me to make 50 bucks? And you might need to risk 75 or 100. So you'll be putting you know, 50% of your account at risk, make 25, which sounds good. But then if you lose that trade, you're going to be really mad and you're going to say trading doesn't work. Right. So now instead, we have a set system in place, which is basically maximum risk per trade is 3%, maximum risk. And usually it's like 1%. But your daily target goals is anywhere from 5 to 8% a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't make 5 to 8% a day, even 1% a day is still a lot better than less than 1% a year. Yeah. Right. So when you start shifting the focus, on let me instead of trying to aim fifty dollars today, a hundred dollars tomorrow, um, you know, seventy-five the next day, it's three percent, three percent, three percent. And then by compound interest, the number is naturally gonna grow. And then if you make additional deposits into your account and you treat it same concept, um, you can bank for yourself with trading too. It's just not as stable as you know, whole life. But if you you know steadily deposit five hundred bucks into your account every month and you're making 5% per day or 20% per week, you're gonna see significant gains in that account in six to 12 months. But so delayed gratification and focusing on a fixed percentage instead of focusing on a dollar amount. And at that point, if you can understand that, you're already a master trader, it's just time hasn't caught up to you yet. Whereas you know, you're doing what you need to do, you just need to compound the account a little bit more. Right. So those will be the biggest rules is focus on percentage gain, not dollar gain, and have a set risk management plan put in place before you start trading with live money. So that's where the demo account will come into place. Figure out your strategy, figure out your risk management. What's your risk tolerance? You know, because some people might be fine risking 50% per trade and then they can make a lot more money a lot faster. But it's just what you're comfortable risking for your account. But I recommend one to three percent max. Good. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because honestly, I see that the same over here. Like when teaching folks about the infinite banking concept is people to me and they'll say, all right, Hannah, I I got this uh, boatload of debt or I want to go purchase myself a $1.5 million property. Mm -hmm. What's the minimum I can put into my policy? What's that minimum I can start with? Right. And they accomplish these million dollar goals, but they only want to start with 300 bucks a month. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to have that realistic um, expectation. What, yeah. what you know this better than I do. Actually, Noggle will get me on this. Um, th- what's that Warren Buffett quote where uh, don't have your expectations so high or have unrealistic expectations for returns? You know what I'm talking about? I know the quote, but I can't. I can't say it verbatim though. But I know what you're talking about because I'm pretty sure Warren Buffett's also the one who said um, people will underestimate people will overestimate what they can do in a year but they'll underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. You know what I mean? It's that they want it now, but they want to put the least amount of effort or the least amount of skin in the game in order to achieve, you know, X result, you know? So I completely get you on that. This is funny. It's good too, because I just had an episode come out about money mindset and and the underlying uh, theme that I'm seeing here is, is that it's all about the mindset. I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to learn all of these different characteristics and how to go put these ideas to work and to implement it, but it's all about the mindset at the end of the day and what you're going on. 
It is, you know, and Hannah, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's like the most talked about thing, you know, in entrepreneurship and people hate hearing that, you know, because they think it's corny or they think I already have the mindset, you know, you know, I'm not a baby, you know, just teach me what I need to do to make money, but it's a necessary component because I say this all the time. I think your income is attached to who you are as a person. And if you can't even have the discipline to talk about your mindset, then you're not going to have the discipline to make a million dollars. You know, if you can't have the discipline to always be happy or be grateful, you know, or always being focused on the later, not the now, then you might not, you might as well not even get started as an entrepreneur, you know, and that sounds a little harsh and stuff, but I'm sure you've seen it too, where being, you know, a mentor or an educator or a coach or whatever terminology it's that I see a lot of people that gas themselves up, you know, they'll say, yeah, man, you know, I'm tired of living a nine to five, you know, I hate my life, you know, or I'm ready to make a change and I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. And then literally within 48 hours, you know, they're not doing anything, you know, and, you know, you give them the play, you give them the blueprint and they just refuse to take that first step. And a lot of it is just, you know, I'm 24, for example, right? Let's say I wanted to get started with my journey today. Like, and I was like, you know what? I want to be something more. I think I'm worth more and I'm going to go figure out how to go do it. The problem, though, is that to, in order to, I think, become successful, you need to unlearn and relearn everything, right? And you have to go against 24 years of mental conditioning that keeps you average, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a big shift in mentality. It's a big change. You know, it's not just waking up early and watching a few videos. It requires, you know, if you lack in one area, you'll lack in every area. You know, so it requires a complete lifestyle shift. And it's a lot harder to actually do that because you can't do it in a day. You know, you start, you have to do it on, you know, consistently mm-hmm. for a long, not for a long period of time. And then you'll start seeing like a little bit of growth. And it might not even be financial, you know, but you have to have the mindset to notice that growth. But most people just don't have that, unfortunately, you know, and I think anybody could do it, but it's just that most people, won't do it just because they're mentally conditioned not to do it. That's it. You know? I was actually, I was at a mastermind um, not uh, a few weekends ago uh, mm-hmm. in Park City, Utah, and I met Paul Anthony. So Paul Anthony, he's uh, he was really high up in a company called Wellma. They're equivalent to like Paul Mitchell, the hair care products. Okay. Got you. And, and he said he said something. He says, hey, it's my job to give you the direction, but it's your job to start implementing it. So I, I really do so much. It's kind of like the same saying of, hey, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make a drink. It's the yeah. same thing over here, you know, because we're, we're we'll, we'll say it all day long till we're blue in the face. Now, I'll just yeah. with y'all for a second, too. I mean, one thing that's really been bothering me here recently is is that I understand our economy and kind of where we're at right now. And we have a crazy election that's going to come up later on this year, right? There's so many things that's going on. And and a lot of people right now, they're acting out of scarcity and getting very scared and wanting to hoard, um, not just financials, I think in every aspect of their life. And so, I don't know, I'm I'm feeling a little bummed uh, with with today's uh, mental mindset um so i just want to share with the community yeah no i get that and you know you're completely right you hit on the head you know a scarcity mentality is the most expensive thing in the world you know i mean you you you, people hold on to their dollars or their energy because you have to invest something in order to get 
growth in life in whatever aspect, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, you have to be willing to invest something, right? Whether it's time, energy, money, you know, resources, whatever it is. And that scarcity mentality prevents you from doing anything. Right. You know, it does, you know, it does. And then what that, and I think what that does is it puts people in a, for lack of better words, pissed off state of mind. And it ends up leading them to a depressive state of mind where they're so sunken in with their debt, with the negativeness in their life, or just with lack of progress, that that's all they think about even more. So then they think about that more. They're scared to invest anything. So they get pissed off that they're not making progress because everyone else is making progress except them because they're not doing anything. And then that just cycles itself into a loop. And then before you know it, you know, because I have students that are, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old, and they tell me word for word that that's exactly what happened with their life. You know, they were stagnant in their youth and they were scared to take the risks, you know, and then they just got comfortable. And then that comfort, it, it does, you know, and it leads to the biggest discomfort of their life because now they're really too old or don't have the time, don't have the energy, don't have the money. And now they're really screwed and they don't know what to do. And that makes them more sad and more depressed. And the cycle just continues to repeat itself, you know? Yeah. So it is, I think it is, you know, I think that's the pandemic. I think that's the pandemic, um, you know, not all the other mumbo jumbo and stuff, but that all, like you said, we can yell it at them. We can say it to them. Um, but unless the individual has a strong enough why, you know, a solid foundation that's going to push them and light the fire on their ass to get them moving, then it's really hard for someone to just break that cycle, you know, without doing something drastic for lack of better words yeah yeah you know, so now in your years of trading yes I mean, have you had have you had like a personal goals that you've obtained or you're like holy shit i've gotten to this point that's really cool let me set my next goal now yeah right so my first one so my goal for this year right is um i want to be managing at least two to three hundred thousand the goal is 250 the goal is 250 um, $250,000 in total accounts, right? So there's ways that you can get access to funds that aren't yours. Um, and you need to have certain criteria, you know, a certain track record, a certain profitability rate. So that's my end of the year goal, right? But the goals that I have hit before, um, doing 100% on an account, right? Or being able to make my first withdrawal in my first year, right? Or making $10,000 with trading, you know, certain easy little milestones like that, not easy, but lower milestones. Um, those just give whenever you first, whenever I first hit those, it just gives you like that serotonin boost. And yeah. it just shows you that it's possible. Um, and that you can actually raise your limit and start aiming for bigger and better things. So my goal um, for now is to um, by, by by the end of the year is be managing at least $250,000 worth of total accounts. Um, and as of this moment, we still have a little bit of a ways to go, ways to go, but um, we're on track for getting there, you know? So that's my current goal okay. for trading specifically, for trading, for me trading specifically. Well, congrats, congrats. And you have, um, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier too, how many students are you training right now? So at this exact current moment, I would have to double check, but I think we just passed like 417. Um, and then that's in the US. And then we have, I think, like six international students, like some are in like Lagos, Africa. Um, and then we have a couple students in India. So those are our international locations. But uh, most of them are just throughout the state. So. All right. Yeah, yeah. But it took a long time to get to that point, though. 
Yeah. Know, so. No, I hear you. Yeah. And, and is it you by yourself doing all the coaching? Do you have a team or? <laughs> so I have, um, I'm the one, I'm obviously like the face of the company. You know, I'm the one that does like the live streams. I'm the one that does the teaching. Um, I do have one partner of mine um, who, start, who started teaching with me. He does Monday nights for our live stream. Um, he's out in Chicago and he started out as a student in Caslow. Um, zero knowledge on trading, zero background education. And um, and he was able to actually become profitable enough to leave one of his jobs. And then um, and then he asked me maybe like four months ago uh, if he could start teaching too. So then he's on a little bit of a contract with us and um, he's teaching out in Chicago. He's helping me teach. But um, like for client success, we have maybe like three to four uh, not full-time people, but people that help me manage like the back end of everything. And um, and we have a couple of affiliates and stuff too, but I'm the one that's like in the front lines doing everything for the most part. Uh-huh. The student has become the teacher. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that was a pretty cool situation for me um, to just show that, okay, this guy had no education before. And now he's at a point now where he's able to help teach other people, you know, what he learned and stuff. So I think it's a pretty um, humbling experience for me for that, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Ollie, I know it's kind of getting late for us over here on the Florida side. So is there, um, I want you to share with the community, how can they get in contact with you? How can they join your live events that you're doing or your reels that you're posting? So, um, so aside from social media, so we have a ton of free resources that people can get access to. Uh, my number is 561-377-2122. Um, our email is hello at cashflowinb.com and the website is cashflowinb.com. But um, on, on the website, we have a free resources tab. We have a free mini course um, that'll give you, you know, basic explanation on how to get into trading, uh, all the recommended brokers and platforms. I have a free Discord and our live streams on YouTube. We do those Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, depending on your time, it's 9 or 10 p.m., um, and then we have a ton of trainings on YouTube as well. But my Instagram is Ollie Cashflow. My Snapchat's Ollie Cashflow. Uh, my Facebook is my actual name, which is Gianni Oliva. And um, and then everything for Cashflow's page is basically Cashflow IND. So we're really easy to find. We're really easy to find. Um, and then if anyone did need help actually getting started with trading, like I said, we have a ton of free material. Before someone even considers, you know, investing into the program, I want to make sure that they have enough resources to go out there and learn on their own if they wanted to do that. But um, that's where somebody can reach me if they wanted to, though. That's awesome. If all the principle, right? Give your best stuff away for free. And I see you're doing that. And and it, it is um, it, it's very humbling to know that your mentors on your team have also been students of yours, too. I mean, to be honest, that's how we've grown as the money multiplier. You know, Chris Noggle, for instance, he was a member. Um, we Dad would, and I would go up there to Buffalo, New York, and now the student has become the teacher. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot about it recently, too. I've been following him ever since I met you. But uh, it's really cool to see your guys' growth as well. You know, and I get inspired by it a lot, too, you know, because sometimes... Um, aside from trading, you know, gets a little bit, the bigger, the, you need a solid mindset to be in business too. You know, actually run a company, do sales, do marketing. And sometimes that gets discouraging too. So when I see somebody, you know, at it like you are, you know, and still pushing yourself, you know, reaching you at like boundaries and everything, um, it helps push me and motivates me as well, you know, to show what's possible if you put your mind to it, you know? So I've been, I, I've been following you guys for a while, you know? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Now 
now for my community too okay so for my current policy holders or my future policy holders Yes, I mean, I have folks who use their policies, use the cash value in your policy to go buy your trades, because I yeah. say this all the time, I am never going to tell you how to go make your money, how to go invest your money. Really, what I'm teaching you is how you finance every single transaction that you buy, which can include investments, and that it's important of where you're storing the money. Always said it. I didn't even have to say it. I don't trust banks. I don't keep my money down with the local banks, right? So, so use your cash values and you can go and invest those dollars into something like this or even take the profits from those trades, right? Take the profits off the table, go funnel it back through the policy, earn that uninterrupted compounding again. So it's yeah, not either or tax-free. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly, you know, I'll, I'll touch up on that really quick too for you is that, um, we sometimes people do is, you know, if they have good credit, you know, they'll take a credit line out and use that money to start trading these profits to pay back that debt. It'd be the exact same thing um, with, you know, with IBC. If somebody wanted to, you know, take debt out against themselves and open up a rather large size trading account, they'll make an insane amount of profit um, by following a safe risk management plan and then just take that profit out and put it right back into the policy. You know, or use it for whatever they want to use it for. But um, that's definitely something that, my students don't have the opportunity to do and we can definitely you know talk about seeing how we can collab on that is um using you know their policy to fund up their trading account making the profits and then just reinvesting those profits saving money on the taxes too because you get tax you know capital gains um so you can save that profit and not pay taxes on it and then just put it back into the policy you know so yeah. i think that's something genius you know that if people that you know were inside of your program um they did start implementing that that they would be able you know to not obviously make millions, but you know, they'd be able to increase the compounding on their account significantly by doing that. Yep. Yep. Because mm -hmm. now you're so, double dipping, make, making the dollar from both places. Back to multiple income streams, you know, that's what you got to have, you know? So. And but, diversify. Yeah, exactly. Got to diversify. All right, man. No, it's been a pleasure having you on. So no, you're, you're awesome. I'll have you back on. And reminder too, okay? So um, I'm having Ollie on. I wanted the community to get to know him more and more. Uh, so later on this year, I'll stay posted. Uh, we'll post the live virtual event that we'll do later on in quarter four. And then also next year coming in 2024, uh, we'll do a live um, millennial money mindset mastermind. All right. So here, I'll tell the audience and y'all write into me okay so i'm thinking about calling it millennial money mindset mastermind i know that's a lot of m's but here's yeah. the next one millennial money multiplier mindset mastermind so i don't know we'll talk about it that one's it that one's it i like that one that one's it i can see that i can see that on the billboard um you know and then and for everyone that is watching this too you know you guys have a beast of a leader you know i like i said i've been connecting with hannah now for a while and um she knows what she's talking about she knows what she's talking about you know so i know that the path that ibc is on you know with her leading everything you know you guys have a tremendous leader and i'm definitely looking forward you know to doing more business with you and growing with you too oh no absolutely you're amazing man i can't wait to see you in person soon yeah you know i'm looking forward to it also you know you're an amazing individual too and like i said it's it's just cool you know we're around the same age that's what i like you know most conversations i have with other entrepreneurs it's either like they're just starting out or they're brand new or they're, you know, 30, 40, 50, you know, and it's that little age gap makes it a little hard to relate, you know, so I like your energy, you know, mm -hmm. good people. No, same here.
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And um, as always, y'all, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So The Money Multiplier, or you can even follow my personal accounts, Hannah Kessler. And um, until next week, we'll see you then. Bye now. Bye.